Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content. Brother, before we get into today's episode, I want to invite you along to one of our free upcoming masterclasses. This is where I personally take men through our methodology, a specific step-by-step process, the system that we share here on the podcast that you hear about to help men reignite their marriages amplify their health, and boost their performance across all areas of their life. If you'd like to register and join us, simply head to risingkings.com.au forward slash masterclass. Let's get into the show. Ben, I'm curious. Do you love and accept yourself? But before we get into that, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. I'm your host, Michael. And of course, with me, we've got Ben Salkeld, the founder and director of Rising Kings. Ben? What's going on, brother? How are you? Good, man. It's a very good, confronting, challenging question. Do you love yourself? It is. <laughs> it is. It's, it's very hard. Yeah, man. I tell you, it's funny. It's, it's a good question that you can throw down when you're out with you know, friends, family, even. Man, I have been known to do it. At, you know, like, you know, we've caught up with people I don't know, but I'm sitting there and you know, they're like, oh, you know, what do you do, et cetera. And I, sometimes I'll just go, one question I like to ask people that I've never met before, do you accept yourself? Do you love yourself? And you watch them, well, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. I'm like, okay, I did do this to one guy once. This was as a side note, but a guy who was applying for Rising Kings experience and he was bravado, you know, he was in sales. He just, every time I was asking him the hard questions around life, you know, he had the throwaway answer, like the stuff that you read in a book, the stuff you hear on a podcast or the stuff you get when you go to a personal development. He had all those answers. And I remember I was like, nah, man, like we're not getting deep enough here. And I said to him, I was like, brother, do you love yourself? Of course I do. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, of course. And we're on a Zoom and I was like, take your shirt off. And mate, he just went bright fucking red, bright red. <laughs> what? And I said, take your shirt off like he was a bit of a bigger guy and he and he goes well and I took my shirt off and I said this is what I'm fucking talking about like self-acceptance self-love isn't just hey I've got money in the bank hey I can fucking throw rattle off answers to the questions and bullshit myself I said self-acceptance and self-love is actually fucking looking in the mirror every single day and saying I accept this version of myself I love this version of myself it's not perfect there's shit to be done, but this is, you know, this is the version. And all of a sudden he's just like fucking staring. He's like, it was that point when he realized he'd been bullshitting himself for so long. Cause he's like, man, I've been in personal development for so long. Like, you know, how's this going to change my life? I fucking done this course and this course and this course. And I do this and I do this and I do this. And I'm like, well, why are you still unhappy? Oh, I'm not unhappy. Da, 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 da. I fucking t-. It was that question that rattled him to make him realize it just shook him, slapped him across the face to go, fuck. There's layers to this. So self-love, man. Yeah, I think self-love, self-acceptance, the cornerstone of a man's best life. This is my work on myself is just continually digging down into layers to fight. Like, how do I continue to accept and love myself? And I know they're two different things and we can go into that. Yeah. Well, just let me sort of give you a background, right? So I spoke to a gentleman one particular guy a couple of weeks back. And, you know, one of the things, you know, during our conversation was, you know, he said he had felt empty, he felt unhappy, he felt disconnected. 
which was like, okay, you know, I hear that a lot of times. And then as we got deeper, he basically said that, you know, he had absolutely zero self-love and simply cannot accept, you know, where he is in life. And when he told me, like, you know, some guys will sit there and go, you know, I can't accept where I am in life. I feel like I should be better. But when he said that he had zero self-love, that really sort of hit me. And I asked him why. Like, and we, and we started getting deeper. And it got really, that got me thinking, right? In, in how many, you know, of us guys simply don't, you know, love ourselves enough. And, you know, I would say that the majority of us, you know, of us also can't accept ourselves. And for me, like, you know, that got me thinking about me. And I go, how many times and how much do I show myself love, right? I'm able to show other people love, my kids, my partner, my parents, you know, all of that stuff. I'm able to give them the things that they want, the things that they need, you know, the things that they're after so that that can, you know, help, especially like my kids, like fuel their passion and their drive. But for me, it's like, how many times do am I able to do that for myself? And then when you talk about self-acceptance, and this got me like, I ended up, you know, journaling about this. And it's like, well, what is self-acceptance? And when I started looking it up, and it's like, you know, self-acceptance is your ability to accept who you are, positive and negative. And I think most of the time, it's like, we have this grand picture on who we're supposed to be, or how we're supposed to be at this point in time. And a lot of us, when we don't get to that point, we simply can't accept ourselves. you know? And when I first met you, I was like, yo, this guy is super confident. You know, he seems like he's got it all. I'm just kind of wondering, like, have you always loved and accepted who you are as a guy, good and bad? No, nah, man. It's a battle every day. I certainly have come a long way. So, you know, I'm 44. I would say my self-acceptance, I teeter on self-love. Like, so just to put into context, self-acceptance is exactly, I see it as the way you see it which is, can I accept who I am? The man that shows up today, you know, he's, he's the things that he does well, the things that he doesn't do well, like all the gaps that he has and all the things that he's, he's nailing. Self-acceptance is like, I'm taking the totality of it all, recognizing that there is no such thing as perfection. And then I'm working towards letting go of comparing to this guy and this guy and this guy. It's like, why can't I just accept this version of I am of myself? So that's self-acceptance. And I've I feel I've come a huge long way in this. And I feel I'm I have a very strong self-acceptance level in my life at the moment. Self-love, I see it as like it's it's like the highest pinnacle. It's how can I just look at myself and love myself unconditionally? You know, it's you know, when we go through and we go, hey, you, you know, and you go to give yourself a pat on the back because you did something great, which is very rare because most of the time we're looking at all the things that we don't do very well and we're beating ourselves up. And I feel self-love is when we can eradicate that. And so putting that into context, I feel I've self-acceptance. I'm quite accepting of myself and I got to work on it every day through the work that I do on myself. And then self-love, I come into phases of it where I'm like, you know, I let go of, you know, all the conditions and everything. And I go, hey, I can love myself for who I am. I'm fully loved here. And I operate better at that. But then every morning I wake up and the head noise is on, you know, and there's challenges in life and it and it drops down back into self-acceptance and it doesn't really get up over that self-love side. So it's been one of those things, man, like it's been an ongoing battle since youth. So I was bullied in high school and I, I reckon that had a lot to do with it. Bullied in primary school, actually. Funny little side story. So I have this, you know, we call it physical dysmorphia. You know, I'm always wanting to be the biggest jacked guy, you know, like I always want to be ripped. And it's my chosen one's always like, man, you just have this, 
you know, dysmorphia where you just like everything in your life revolves around how you look physically. And I've done a lot of work around it, but I, I feel it really stems back to in primary school. I was in year six, you know, you're the, the highest grade we have here in Australia in terms of primary school. Yeah. I used to have guys who were so-called friends would go and get their little brother from year three. So three years younger, because I was quite small for my age. And they'd, he'd come over and mate would just rough me up in the playground in front of everyone until I cried. Like I'm year six, man. I'm supposed to be the, you know, the dudes who run the school and I'm being like roughed up by a, a year three kid and, until I cry, until a teacher pulls them away. And it's, I had a lot of that. And even through early years of high school, you know, again, bullied again for being smart, good at sport, all these things, you know, vilified by the, you know, stuff that I didn't recognize at the time. All I realized was like, don't fucking do well. Don't, don't step out of your, don't step out of the norm, you know, like just stay the gray man in the middle. And I think that's stemmed out through my life, man, because I've found myself over the years, like that type of guy, you know, like always sort of sheltered, very shy through university. I hung out with some guys that were very, very confident, good looking, you know, they were the rugby boys and I used to hang out with them and you'd go out and they're just always having, you know, picking up all the girls. And I'm this quiet little shy guy until I got alcohol under the belt and then alcohol would let me unleash and, you know, start playing the game. So to answer your question, man, it's, this has been a game for me, self-confidence for well over a decade. And I used to think confidence came from doing the big things. You know, I've got to learn how to jump out of an airplane, went and did that, how to do a, what's called a tram rant. I remember I went down to Melbourne over on this two-day course and it was, they were teaching confidence. And one of the things that they dared you to do was to hop on a Melbourne tram during peak hour traffic on a Friday and you had to talk about the word for me was love. I had to just start standing on a tram, pack tram and start talking about love for between two stops. You had to start it when you got on and you, you weren't allowed to stop until the next tram stop. And mate, that was, it was fucking confronting. But what I realized, like even doing those and a lot of shit came up for me, I still wasn't confident. I still had a lot of self-doubt. And what I've figured over the years is, and where I've really made big transitions is when I come back to being a man of my word, and I'll go back to what you said at the start, you know, there's a lot of guys who feel they should be somewhere or they should be something and they're not. And that starts hindering their confidence. What I've learned is regardless of where you are right now, it's a byproduct of everything that you've done up to this point. It's how you show up from here moving forward. So I've gotten clear over the past decade in terms of the type of man I want to be, my behaviors, my traits, my characteristics. My confidence comes when I uphold those. So when I say, hey, I'm not drinking for, you know, at that point it was three months, I, I felt more confident every single day I didn't drink. Then it went to six months, then it went to one year, then it went to three years. Now I'm at like four and a bit years. My confidence is strong because I'm like, I'm adhering to my word. When I give up pornography and I'm like, I'm never looking at porn again. Every single day, I don't look at porn, which has been for the last nearly five, six, maybe even seven years. My confidence goes up, my self-acceptance, because I am practicing what I preach. And I think this is a massive thing for men to find self-acceptance and self-love is it's usually because we're not a man of our word. We don't accept ourselves because we're like, we know we're fucking capable of more. We know we can put more love into this relationship with our wife or chosen one. We know we can put more presence, thought, emotional intelligence into the way we raise our children, yet we fucking take the easy road out a lot of the time, lose our shit, 
you know, push them to the side or just, you know, focus on our thing, get absorbed in work or whatever vice it is. And they're the things that are hindering our self-acceptance and self-love. And so for me, that has been the biggest transition over the past 10 years. And I can honestly say over the 10 years, it's really only come to fruition over the last 18 to 24 months, man, where I feel, hey, man, I accept you doing the work. You said you'd do the work and you're fucking doing it. I'm accepting of this. I feel confident and there's self-love in there because it's like, I may not be living the exact life I desire to live. I keep stretching and looking for more. In that though, I am showing up as my best with the capacity I have today. So you mean to tell me that for you, self-love and self-acceptance goes hand in hand with your ability to do what it is that you say you're going to do. Yeah, man. Just think about it for a second. What is it that has us feeling, oh man, you know, like I'm not good enough. I'm not deserving. I'm not worthy. Or we feel shit about ourselves. If you go and think through all the times where you feel like that, nine times out of 10, it's because in your mind, you're like, should have done this, but I didn't. Said I was going to do this, but didn't said I was going to show up this way, but haven't. I'm still doing the same things I said I wasn't going to do three months ago, six months ago, one year ago. And they're the things that I really feel eat us up. They're just some parts of it. There's other things too, man. Like I did a lot of work around, and this this should resonate with a lot of men. I did a lot of work around my relationship with my father. Yeah. Right? In terms of self acceptance and self love. Yeah. Yeah. And I got a beautiful, loving father. It just, the way he showed it just didn't match up with my love languages and what I thought. In his mind, he's got this, and he's going to be fucking whatever he wanted me to be, you know, top engineer. <laughs> I think at one point, <laughs> he's like, you know, when you're a baby, I always thought you'd be um, prime minister of Australia. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm so far from that even desiring <laughs> a piece like that that is not even there. But it's all of a sudden, you know, like as a father, you can set expectations on your child unwittingly. But you're like, hey, I see greatness in this child. This, what a beautiful child. Da, da, da. And he was expressing these things. Over time though, what I found was, you know, I'm trying to go down one path. He's saying, no, fucking, you know, that's ridiculous. It's not cool. You're going to destroy your life. You're wrecking your life, especially too once I, you know, I studied engineering. I went down the engineering path. That's what he wanted. Did all my grades, all that sort of stuff, but quit my really high paying job when I first came out of university. Just quit it to go and start working a personal training business with a mate without any qualifications or anything, going from you know, eighty, hundred thousand dollars a year, first year and second year out of a university to zero dollars. And that scared the shit out of my dad. And so for him, his fear showed up in, I don't love you, I don't support you. But that was the story I was telling myself. And so I did a lot of work, man, on, you know, what is this thing with this bond I have with my father where he could just trigger me all the time, et cetera. And I used to tell myself, he doesn't love me. You know, I've never been good enough for my father. Through the work, through going through this, what I realized, he loves me. He just shows it through fear. Like he's a very fear-based person, right? So very risk, anti, like very, I can't take risks on life. You know, that's why he's a fucking great engineer, you know, like you're minimizing risk. I had a very different path. Like I'm the anti, I'm like, fuck man, let's just try shit, do things, see what happens, see what comes out of it, very high risk. And so there was a clash. And so through the work, what I realized is, hey, your father loves you, man. He just can't express it the way. And there was 
through this, I had, I remember there was one time where I came to that realization and I'm like, I'm going to apologize to my father for taking a path. Now I see it that I've taken a path that makes him very uncomfortable and, you know, let him know, Hey, I love you, dad, regardless. I remember calling him after I did all this work, went through these workshops, like spent tens of thousands of dollars on this stuff. And I remember calling him and he just couldn't understand, you know, like in his mind, he's just like, Hey, are you on drugs? What's wrong with you? Why are you crying on the phone to me? And all this, I'm like, fuck. What you know, I am to like you? bleeding out my heart to right. this man. I'm like, fuck, man. Not what I was expecting. Anyway, I went through, I did the process. I remember coming down to Chosen One. She said, how did that go? Man? I just burst into tears and cried on her shoulder for about literally about 10 or 15 minutes. However, what that was, that, that was me purging it all. And man, I can honestly say since that day, my connection to my father has never been stronger. Well, that started it. It does get stronger. I think I shared on a previous podcast. I find more and more love for my father and, and mother and all those people around me because I'm finding more love and acceptance for myself, which draws me to the next thing real quick. So that's, you know, in terms of self-love. So there's like, as men, I think there's a really important piece to look into around their connection and their bond with their father. Because once I did that, I, you know what I was really doing? I was severing an umbilical cord between me and my father. I didn't need my father to say, hey man, you're awesome. You're great. Yeah. Follow the entrepreneurial path. I believe in you. You can do this. You know, don't worry about the setbacks. I wasn't getting that. I was getting more, man, you know, what are you doing? You're a fucking engineer. Go get a job in the mines, make fucking this type of money. What are you doing? Putting risk on your family. You got two kids. And all that stuff was stressing me out because I, somewhere deep inside, I wanted him to say, I believe you, man. I trust you. You got this. As soon as I severed that umbilical cord though, I didn't need that anymore. I didn't need him to say, you're going to be okay. I fucking choose that. I choose what's going to work and what's not. I choose how I want to raise my kids, how I want to show up as a husband, how I want to live my life. All of a sudden, you know, I'm not saying I live above him, but all of a sudden I was able to evolve into who I needed to be without my father saying, "Good, you know, you're doing great. And that just, man, all of a sudden it just freed up a lot of capacity for more love. I just continually worked. I want to love him. I want to love my mother. I want to love my chosen one, my kids, as many people as I can unconditionally. And the thing for me, you know, that's another thing that comes up when you speak to a lot of guys when it comes to self-love and self-acceptance. A lot of the guys, you know, talk about their past with their parents, you know, how their father was, you know, super tough on them and always, you know, quote unquote, wanted them to man up and stuff like that. And for me, you know, in a way, I never had this issue because I always kind of grew up very confident in myself. But my dad and, and you know my relationship with him was basically non-existent and so for me growing up it was you know i think it was right around you know 14 15 years old i mean we would get into physical fights you know our neighbors would call the cops on us and stuff like that and it wasn't really until you know in my 20s where i was like why why am i so worried about you know what his thoughts are on my life at the end of the day it's my life and whether you know, I become successful or I completely just, you know, burn and whatever, like it's all up to me on what ends up happening. So for our relationship, like I said, I mean, it was basically non-existent. It really, we didn't really have a relationship. Well, it, it sounds like there was a relationship. It was just volatile, right? Like it was just a volatile relationship. Because imagine a father who just never showed any level of any care. 
I don't give a fuck, son. Do whatever you want, man. I don't give a shit. You know, versus at least, you know, even if you're clashing and fighting over something, there's, I feel like, I'm not saying this is a good thing, but it's showing he gives a shit at some level. He just doesn't know how to display it and you're too young to figure that out. And all of a sudden it's like, we're banging heads. And I think that's what, you know, that's where that, I wouldn't say like generational gap maybe, right? Is most of our fathers simply had no idea how to be able to display, you know, their love for us the way that we are expecting as a kid. And then what ends up happening a lot of the times is as we get older, right, we begin to not really love and accept who we are. And then we end up passing that to our kids because obviously our kids are going to see that. Like we, you know, we see or they will see how we love and accept ourselves and how we carry ourselves. The next thing you know, that's going down to our kids and their kids. And for me, I think it's very important that a lot of guys recognize this, you know, at an early point, especially when they have a family. So that things don't become generational. Because if you can't love and accept yourself, imagine what your daughter is going to do when she gets older. Imagine what your son's going to be like. I mean, is it really one of these things where your kids are going to end up seeking external validation for you know their love and approval of themselves? Or would you want them to have it internally? Yeah, one of the biggest lessons I've learned over the years around that like tying in love for your children because it was about we had Bodie 12 years ago I reckon it would have been he would have been three or four right so we're talking eight seven eight years ago I had this mentor at the time and I was working on this type of stuff and he said to me one time he's like what if I told you that because he goes like you love your kids I'm like more than anything like we as parents always say we love our children more than anything anything you know like right don't you ever tell me how much i love my kids it's like there's nothing that can compare and he goes to me what if i told you you could only love your children at the same level you love yourself i'll say that again you can only love your children and put it insert it like you know maybe it's not kids maybe it's your wife maybe it's father your, your mother brothers sisters etc you can only love others at the same level you love yourself now i remember when he told me that i know he fucking hit him because I'm like, they were just so worlds apart. I'm like, what you're saying is I don't love my fucking kids. And he goes, no, no, no. You love your kids just at the same level you love yourself. And at that point, I had no self-acceptance, self-love. I'm like, fuck. And it's so true because you think about what you just said there. You can say to, you know, the little ones, little Johnny, Mia, whoever, you know, insert kids' names, you know, I want you to accept you for who you are. I want you to love you. You're good enough. You can be whoever you want. You could do anything. I just want you to be happy. I want you to be fulfilled. Then they're looking and they're going up to us, looking back up to us and they go, okay, why aren't you? So why are you telling me this but not following it? And I truly believe if we want kids to grow up with confidence, self-love, which just think like as kids go and like Bodhi's heading into his teenage years and you know Lily's not far behind him and I always think, What's the one thing that I'd love to instill in these guys that would make their life? It's not about detracting from their experiences, but just to make it a smoother, more enjoyable experience in life. If there was one thing, it's not about the money and the legacy and all that, it would be self-acceptance and self-love. I truly believe that if I can 
guide my children to love themselves as much as they possibly can. I get it. Like a lot of this is out of my control, but I just lead by example and work with them through it. That all of a sudden their life is going to be much smoother because they're not, you know, validated by the external, whether I got enough likes on Instagram or my friends tell me this or this person says this. It's they can feel more rock solid about themselves. And I think and I feel the best way to do that is through me leading by example. Instead of me walking around all the time, oh, I'm fucking not good enough and this happens because of this and I need this, da da da. Instead, living and showing them, hey, this is what self-acceptance and self-love looks like. It's about, hey, I, I follow through on what I say I'm going to do. I do the hard things because I know they make me a better version of myself. And I love myself and accept myself even when I make mistakes, but I'll admit them and own them instead of like hiding them. Like, hey guys, yeah, I fucked up there. I, I shouldn't have done that. And I own that responsibility. And this is my consequence off the back of it. Like all these little things line up to enable our children to have that self-love and self-acceptance. And so I think it's a really good premise to think about as you're working, to, as men and women are working to love themselves more. If you go, it's one-to-one. So you want leverage to fucking love yourself more? Your little kids there that are like, how much do you love them? I love them fully. Okay, well, you need to love yourself fully in order to love them at the highest possible level, which would be unconditional love that you can. And I'll use a prime example. When I used to put the kids to bed, you know, I love you. I'd say I'd love you, you know, and they're tired. They're falling asleep, they're, you know, but they're not saying I love you back. And I'm like, Bodie, I said, I love you. <laughs> Sorry, dad. I said, I love you. I love you, Dad. Ah, I need the external validation. <laughs> right. Versus that's not unconditional love. Because if I love myself enough, I don't need Bodhi and Lily to love me. I need them to know I love them unconditionally. Same with chosen one. I love you, darling. I don't need it in return because I'm working on me. If, if I love myself enough and accept myself enough, I don't need someone to like tell me back, hey, man, I love you. You're doing awesome. You're doing great. I know I'm doing fucking great because I'm doing the work. And that's where a, a person can make a huge transition and transformation in their life when they start to look at it through that lens. That's Ben Salkeld, and I'm Michael, and this has been another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. Stay strong. So brother, thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of it. If you want to know more about Rising Kings, the methodology, the system, and how we do it, I highly recommend you register for one of our upcoming Rising Kings masterclasses. You can do this by heading to risingkings.com.au forward slash masterclass. 